0: Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning the last Aliyah, Devarim Shvi'i, the last Aliyah of the Parashas Devarim. Our Aliyah is only eight Pasukim long, and it talks about the division of the east bank of the Jordan. It runs from perik Gimel, Pasukh Tehzov, to Hav Beis. A basic summary is that Machir gets the area of Gilad. Remember, Machir is one of the children of um, Menashe. And we then um, hear about Reuven, and Gad get the area from Gilad to Arnon. Um, until Yabok HaNachal by the area of day Ammon, and Moshe then reiterates his condition with the tribes of Gad and Reuven that before they go in, before they settle down in the land, they need to leave their families and flocks and go into battle, send their troops into battle throughout Israel until Israel inherits their land fully. Moshe then explains that he commands Yehoshua that, that at this time, that he, the, that this is go, just as what was done to Sichon and Og; these two nations will be done to the rest of the nations. Um, and that Israel are about to inherit, they should not fear them, because just as Hashem did to these kings, He will do to all these nations. Lo Hashem Hashem will fight all your battles. So this is seen as a, as a model. A few basic questions is, it's interesting, does the condition of Ben Gad and B'nei Reuven, that the children of Gad and Reuven needed to accept, did that apply to Menashe as well? And the Nitziv points out, all the Mepharshim point out, no. Uh, the Netziv the actually points out that the area given to Manasseh was disproportionately large. Meaning it was only half a tribe and he got a very large section of the Northern Territory of Trans-Jordan East. So why was this? So he points out that, that halachically speaking, the Trans-Jordan the East Bank is not the same level of Kedusha, of holiness, as the land of Israel itself. It was one step lower for a number of reasons. And what Moshe did to try to remedy this, was he gave them a tribe which had among them very great and old leaders. So he sent people like Yair, people like Bahir. these are people from very old generations, very great tzaddikim, righteous people to settle there to help elevate the area. In fact, he quotes a fascinating Gomorrah, the Talmud Yerushalmi Bikurim in the first parak. And there's the, the Gomorrah says that you do not bring Bikurim, you do not bring the first fruits from Transjordan East. It wasn't, didn't have the same halachic status. Um, the Gemara says, "Why not?" The Gemara presents two possibilities. One is that the, uh, uh, that you only bring bikurim from Eretz Zavas Dechalav Duvash, the land flowing with milk and honey, and the Trans Jordan East was not considered Eretz uh, Zavas Dechalav The other reason the Gemara gives is because that it has to be from the land Hashem Nasata, Li Hashem, and Hashem gave to me. That's part of the proclamation by the main, by the person bringing bikurim, and. Um, and the uh, and this land was not given; it was requested by Benay Gann and Ruve. So the Gaurus says, "Is there a difference between these two reasons as to why the Qur'an is not brought brought on Trans Jordan?" The Gaurus says, "Yes." The land of Menashe on the Transjordan was not requested, it was given. So therefore, technically speaking, according to the second reason, they would be able to bring the from the area of Menashe. And it sort of uses this as an example to say that Menashe was seen as a way to elevate. The Torah leadership that was sent specifically to Transjordan under Moshe Rabbeinu was seen as a way to elevate the area, and in fact it had a different halachic status as well. Two, two more questions. One is... is why is Yoshua being commanded not to fear, right at this point? Why, why is this here? So Arachim HaKadosh says, well, you see, because there's a misnomer that could have been um, and could have happened over here. Yeshua hears all of this business about this big condition that's being reiterated about B'nai Gad and B'nai Ruvan, and they have to send their troops and stay behind. And the, there could be a fallacy, which is understood from here, which is that we really need the troops. We really need the boots on the ground. This is going to be a tough battle coming. We need every, um, every illegible soldier on the battlefield. And Yoshua therefore, would think in terms of natural battles. And Moshe is saying, no, 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 don't get confused. Actually, the battles are going to be like the battles of Sihon and Sechon, which are going to be miraculous or semi-miraculous. So, Yoshua, don't get scared. Don't get scared when you hear me keep making this condition with Bnei Gal and Bnei Ruven. Which means, if you push this Orachim a little further, the condition made with Benegal and really wasn't about, actually, the, the troops themselves. It wasn't as if they needed these troops. It was more about their attitude, their communal versus individual-centric attitude towards the nation. And Moshe ben is trying to rectify that, but not because of the need of the troops itself. Finally, one last point to notice is that the second last passage of the pasha does seem a little bit incongruous. It says... Uh, that everything Hashem did to the Shnei Hamlachim and to these two kings, Kenya said, Hashem will do to all the kingdoms or states. So he starts off with Malachim and he ends off with Melachos. He end, starts off with kings and he ends off with states. Why is the comparison being as he did to these two kings, will be done to all the states? So the Oznaim Latara, Rav points out that Sichon and Og were the two most terrifying kings on both sides of the Jordan, which is why they're being singled out and which is why their falling is so significant for the conquest of the land of Canaan. However, the other people, uh, the other nations in the inside of Israel had more fearsome states. It wasn't about the king, it was about the nations. So Hashem is saying by extrapolation, what was done to the kings will be done to the nation states. And don't worry, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will cover you. This closes our parasha, parashas Devarim. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.